And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Friday, October 20th, and we are here trying to help you make better financial decisions. The way we do that is we encourage you to go to our website, jillonmoney.com, click the Contact Us button, and write down your note. We'll get your email, and if you want to come on the program, just check the box. It says, yes, I'd love to come on the program because it's so much fun with you and Mark. But if not, and you're shy, or if I've gone away for 10 or 12 days, Mark will force us to do email episodes. And this is one of those wonderful episodes. And so we're going to plow through some emails. The first one is from Lisa, who says, hi, Jill and Mark. I rolled over a traditional 401k into an IRA at Merrill Lynch. Okay. I chose two funds that have been big losers, $39,000 loss. I have been holding these funds in hopes that they would recover, but I'm losing patience. I'm 55 now. I'm planning to retire in 15 years. I earn a little bit more than $200,000. My husband earns 30. Oh, is there any way I can take the loss for tax purposes this year? Or because it it, it is an IRA, do I need to just take the loss in these funds and move on by changing my investments. I really appreciate your help with this. Hold on. I just want to see what she she purchased. So the answer to your question is it's a tax deferred account. It's in an IRA. So no, you, you cannot take any, any loss on that. I'm sorry. Okay. I really am. Now, what is this? Oh, okay. Let's see what she bought. She bought something, uh, a clean energy exchange traded fund. That's an odd thing. Did you have a broker for this? Who sold this to you? That's odd, don't you think, Mark? Like a very esoteric, unless she, maybe maybe she chose it herself. 
And then the other one is just an individual stock, a pharmaceutical company, which also has gotten hammered, hammered. Anyway, maybe you just move on. And I'm not sure why you're at Merrill versus anywhere else. But if you have an IRA, I would be looking at the fund families that give you the lowest cost options. And so those fund families or institutions are places like Fidelity, Schwab, uh, E-Trade, which is part of Morgan Stanley, Vanguard, T. Rowe Price. That's it. Uh, okay, next. You ready for this one, Mark? Here's the, here's the subject. I am the beneficiary in an ex-boyfriend's estate. This is wild. Okay, here's the person who says, I'm not even going to say this person's name. Let's say S. I learned of the untimely death of an ex-partner. He died about a year ago, and I'm the beneficiary of his estate. He is a well-known lawyer. Because of this, no one so far will take my case. They say it is a conflict of interest. What should I do? What do you mean a beneficiary of his estate? So why do you need, what do we need a lawyer for? Are you in the will or not? This is strange. I'm not sure about this. I am the beneficiary or a beneficiary. Are you contesting this? Something seems strange here. What I, I, I can't imagine that there's not anybody you can talk to about this, but that's, that's a strange situation indeed. I guess that maybe if, you're, if it was left to you, maybe the whole family is ganging up and contesting you as the beneficiary. That's what, sort of what it sounds like, right, Mark? I'm just wondering, did he leave it to her by mistake? Like they, they, you know, their relationship ended and he never changed things? Right. In which case, you should probably walk away from it because that's weird. But I get it. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, but you got to get a lawyer and maybe you'll find somebody. Someone wants to get a contingency or something. You have to, you, you must get representation. It can't be that there's nobody. Okay. Elizabeth is writing and says, hi, Jill. I love listening to your podcast. I feel like we're on the right path, but I could use some advice about where to focus over the next decade. Okay. My spouse and I are 36 years old. We've got two kids, ages 10 and five. I make $105,000 with a potential for $115,000 with a bonus each year. I, I read that in my, it's so funny as I said it, I thought she meant she had a potential for another 115000 but I now get it's 10000 Spouse makes seventy four grand. Income is a change within the last year as previously spouse was working part-time to spend more time with kids, recently went back to work full-time. We live in a low cost of living area. We own our home. It's worth uh, three hundred eighty to three hundred ninety thousand. Our mortgage outstanding is one hundred sixty thousand. The rate is two point seven five percent thirty year. They've got a vehicle loan with four years left, thirty three thousand dollars at two percent. All right, let's see what they got. Emergency savings thirteen grand. Brokerage a thousand. Retirement combined two hundred seventeen thousand dollars. A mix of pre tax and Roth and. Elizabeth is contributing 12% to a Roth 401k currently with a 5% match. Spouse must contribute to a state pension plan and in addition is contributing 4% to a 457 plan. Good. Spouse's pension estimate at 60 years old is anywhere from 3500 to 4300 a month. Too early to tell if they'll stay at this employer. Income will go up over the next few years. Okay. For these kids, the 5-year-old, the 10-year-old, no 529 plans, but 
potentially want to fund at least 50% of college by way of cash flow brokerage savings or creating a 529 plan now. Happy and content in our current house. The potential for building a new house 10 years perhaps down the road, which would be looking in the five to 600 grand range. Not set in stone, an idea. Well, either you get a house or your kids go to college. I think those are the two choices, basically. They've got an extra 2000 to 2500 bucks a month. Okay, which has been used as of the last year for home improvement projects. So now they have this extra 2000 to 2500 Here's the question. Should we keep contributing the same percentages to our retirement accounts? Should we use the extra cash flow to bump up emergency fund and brokerage? Pull back on retirement a little? put the extra funds into a brokerage. Okay, so here's what I think. I think you're on the right path. I think the first thing you do need is to beef up your emergency reserves. Don't worry about the brokerage right now. That 13,000 seems light. I don't know what your total monthly expenses are, but remember, you're trying to get six to 12 months of your living expenses in the emergency reserve fund, okay? Next, the 2000 to 2500 a month, I really, you do need 529 plans if you really want to help with education. I don't see, I mean, uh, 2000 to 2500 a month is not going to cash flow so easily for college for these two kids. You don't know where they're going, what they're doing. So I would say definitely set up a 529 plan for each of the kids. If you're putting away 12% to a Roth, it doesn't seem like you're maxing it. So I think what I would do is first the 2000 to 2500 beef that emergency reserve fund up. Then Set up 529 plans. And then let's do, how about 1,000, 1,500, meaning 1,000 for each kid a month, and then the 500 just max out the Roth 401k. And I think that's it. I'm not sure that I would do a brokerage right now. And I would put that idea of the future building of a new house, I put that on the back back burner. Do you want to build a new house, Mark, for these folks? I don't think they're going to be able to do it. Well, I mean, they're not looking to do it right now. I mean, in 10, you know, 10 years down the line. In 10 years, they have a 15-year-old. They got to pay for college, remember? Yeah, but that kid will be close to being done. I think it's possible down the road. All right. Mark says it's the back burner. I say it's maybe the back back burner. It's not like they're going from, you know, a $400,000 house to a $2 million house. Yeah, we'll see. But I think they're on the right track. Let's get that 2000 2500 bucks a month. Let's get that moving. Let's get that active in that 529 plan. Uh, Maria says, we bought term life insurance, which is, ex- which is scheduled. What is she, does she mean 2026? <laughs> Cause she wrote 2016. That was a little bit of a trick there, Maria. Let's assume you bought term life. It was scheduled to expire in 2026. That's when their son will be 20 years old. We will be 65 years old in three years. Do you think we should get additional life insurance considering our son is still young? Nah, I don't mean, I don't know how much money you have, but I probably wouldn't. And it'll cost you a fortune right now. I'd like to hear about what other assets you have and how you plan on hitting these retirement goals. Hopefully you don't need it. I'm hopeful that you don't need it. Usually once the kid's 20, 22, you don't need that life insurance. People love life insurance though, don't they? God. Um, It's a necessary evil. Hey, Mark, you know what I forgot to um, ask you about when we first came back together in our reunion tour here? Did you buy a house? We did. We're in contract. Oh, my God. I'm guessing we'll be in there by Christmas. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait for the housewarming. You have to buy furniture. She's going to go nuts. No, we don't have to buy. We bought all furniture when we moved in this place. We're pretty pretty set there. Uh, You're going to have a bigger space. 
it's uh, it's bigger, it's different, it's a different layout. So I don't know. I think we're we won't have to get that much stuff. All right. Well, I'm going to wait for the housewarming present. It might just be a, a whole bunch of booze, but let me let me let me stock your your liquor cabinet. That'll be it. I'm very excited for you. It's very cool. You're gonna. This is everything you wanted, or almost everything. After 17 years, I was thinking I've been in Manhattan for 17 years. So uh, that's a wrap, Manhattan. But I'll still be here. I'll still be in Manhattan every single day. Well, you come. I'll make you come too. Uh, I'll, we'll make sure that all of our dinners are downtown, so it's a quick commute for you. Downtown. All right, that's it for the program. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, it's Friday, so we love to do our wonderful, wonderful outro, which is uh, our thanks for. Our music, which is composed by Joel Goodman, Mark Talercio, that guy who sings downtown. He's our executive producer and king of all things web. We are distributed by Cadence 13, which we may have to say is Odyssey. I don't even know if they use Cadence 13 anymore, Mark, do they? I feel like I hear it every once in a while on the radio promos. Okay. Well, we're either distributed by Cadence 13 or its parent company, Odyssey. Please leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to this podcast and do something nice for someone else today. I don't care what it is. Just do something nice, will you? Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.